This podcast contains spoilers, explicit language, and is not meant for anyone younger than 13. Do not harass any of the names mentioned in this episode. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to John vs. Film. And I'm going to be honest with you, this is going to be a pretty short one because, spoiler alert, I didn't really care much for this movie. So, what we before we start, what is the movie we're talking about? Oh, well, it's simple. It is Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, which was directed and written by Johans Robert. Johans Roberts. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or wrong. Probably butchered it. Apologies. But yes, this is the Resident Evil movie that came out last year in 2021. And I am watching this for the video game month. And yeah, as you can probably tell from the beginning... I, I I just I didn't really care for this movie. <laughs> I uh, now before we go into overall thoughts, uh, let's get this settled out. How's as how it goes with John versus film? Um, I start off with five things I like, then I go into five things I dislike, and then I give my overall thoughts. And yeah, th- this is just gonna be a short one because well, the likes especially. They're going to be short. I have plenty. I have dislikes that, um, well, let's just say, um, I'll probably talk more about the dislikes than I do the likes. Well, but anyway, before I go get more ahead of myself, let's finally talk about the likes. And the first things first is I like the sets. I thought it had pretty decent set designs. I like the, uh, you know, RAPD, you know, or the RCPD, you know, the uh, police department. Is, is it RCPD or RIP? RIPD. I know, it has to be the RCPD. RIPD is a Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah. Oh, it's just the RPD. Yep, so... I was wrong in both cases. It's just RPD. I don't know why I was... Well, I was thinking Raccoon City Police, but it's just Raccoon Police Department. But, yeah, anyway, I liked the RPD. You know, that said, I liked how it looked like the game. You know, Resident Evil 2 remake. You know, like the gate and the sign. I liked that. Um, Spencer Mansion, that looked pretty good. You know, so overall, set design... Pretty solid. Um, I like some of the references, you know, like the zombie head turn, you know, just being like how we first see a zombie in Resident Evil, you know, one and two, iconic, you know, slowly looking up. Um, yeah, uh, just just some nicer references to the games. You know, it was cool. Um, I, I like the out-of-place music. 
not because I like I like the songs that they used, but I just I liked how out of place it was. Like any way you want it being played as the RPD chief is getting shot at, you know, and then uh, the He Man song, you know, meme song, you know, the hi yeah you know, they also played that in the trailer, you know. That was played in a scene and you know, it's just it was kind of just a weird like, okay, why is this even in there? You know, what what's the point? But yeah, I I like the music. I also felt it was out of place. Um I will say the movie did have a good initial hook, or at least an intriguing one where I was like, Okay, I'm curious to see where this is going. It introduced, you know, kind of a mystery of, you know, with Chris and Claire Redfield's, you know, origins, you know, with the orphanage and this mysterious girl, you know, in rags and stuff. And yeah, you know, it was just like, okay, you know, this is, this is interesting, you know, I want to see where this goes, but spoiler alert, it doesn't even really go anywhere especially not with the girl and you know kind of rags and with that mask and all that stuff creepy mask but and the last thing i like was the monster designs you know i really like the you know the hellhounds the liquor um monster whatever Oh yeah, by the way, spoilers, but let's be honest. Do you really care about raccoons? Uh, welcome to Raccoon City spoilers. Um, I, I don't think so. But anyway, I just want to get the you know, uh, name right for this one monster. The G-Virus monster. Da, 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 da. Is that is that just what it's called? Yeah, it's just called G. You know, but I like the, the you know design for the monsters. Essentially, they look like they're from the video games. So I think that was a good you know. They did a good job, you know, representing. You know. How it looked from the game and adapting it to the movie. So I thought there was you know that was you know good job and William Berger Birkin you know his form is G you know it looked good so yeah that that's about it for my likes as you can probably tell being only what a little over seven minutes into this uh podcast and I'm already done with my likes. You can probably tell that the dislikes. They're not. They're not good. And I'm sorry. To, um, to say. So my first thing about dislike. Is I thought the writing sucked. I did not enjoy the writing. Um, Especially the characters and dialogue. It's just. The dialogue felt so unnatural. And the characters. A lot of them were pretty unlikable. I didn't really care for most of the characters, which is kind of a bad thing to have in a horror movie. Or I I don't know if it was trying to be a horror movie. See, that's also 
that's a weird thing about the writing of this movie. It's like it wants to be horror, but it also wants to acknowledge all the goofy, you know, B movie stuff, you know, from the games. But it, it's failing spectacularly bad. <laughs> but not even a really fun way, just a very uninteresting way. You know, and it's because, you know, again, a lot of the dialogue felt unnatural as well. And again, I just couldn't really care for these characters. And I think the writing has, you know, suffers a lot of, you know, from a problem of telling instead of showing, which that that's not a good thing. Like, for example, you got this, uh, you know, Claire riding with the trucker that's in the beginning of Resident Evil 2. That's the one that crashes and raccoon city and sets that fire playing game but anyway claire's hitchhiking and the trucker's rambling on about oh how bad raccoon city is and he's just kind of he's just telling us you know how bad the city is and it's like this is supposed to be a visual medium you don't have to you know shove in our faces you know and have characters tell us Oh, Raccoon City's such an awful place. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, Umbrella's leaving it. Without Umbrella, it is a, you know, a waste time. You know, there's just... You gotta show that, you know? It it doesn't have the same impact as you telling. Like, um, would Yojimbo be the same if, you know... Uh, Sanjiro, he comes in and random people just tell him, oh, welcome to this town. Yeah, it really sucks. There's a lot of crime. You know, like just right off the bat, you know, or no, it wouldn't. You know, what Sanjiro does is that it shows you that there was something up with this town before we find out it's, you know, there's two gangs fighting each other. You know, we get that dog, you know, carrying a decapitated hand or hand that's cut off. I don't know if that's how you would call it decapitated, but amputated. I don't know. But you get the gist. You know, you get, you know, some semblances, you know, that there's something wrong with this town before you know, you get, you know, told. Here though, it's just you're being told Raccoon City sucks. You know, and it's it's not the same impact. Um, a lot of the character like actors felt miscast. Like there's some exceptions. I think uh, Ravi Amel as Chris that was pretty good. Um, and oh yeah by the way I'm on my second thing I just like uh, ch -ch -ch. uh there we go Neil McDonough as William Birkin he was good um I guess I don't really have any strong feelings for Kaya Scodelero Scodelario I butchered that name I know I did um as Claire. Um, Donald Logue as Chief Irons. He was serviceable, I guess. Um, just not very memorable. 
but the other character, you know, actors, you know, we, I guess the two, like the exceptions of, I liked Robbie Mill and Neil McDonough as William Burke, as Chris Redfield, William Burke, you know, I thought they were good. Everybody else, you know, kind of just either did not have, you know, wasn't right for the character or was completely miscast. Like, even Jogia, uh, Jogaya, I'm, I'm a butcher of names. So what can I say? But Avon was not Leon. That was 100% a miscast. You did not feel like Leon at all. You know, so you end up feeling like a lot of these characters do not feel like the characters from the games. And that leads me to my next uh, point, which is that it fails to properly adapt both RE1 and RE2. And again, especially with Leon and Wesker. Now, and I'll even throw in Jill Valentine because I did not like Jill in this movie. She seemed too much like a jerk. A dick. I can't really call her the B word. I will get canceled to oblivion if, but that's assuming anyone listens to my podcast, which nobody does. But no, she was, I didn't like her, you know, she's supposed to be super cop, but she just came off as pretty arrogant. I didn't really care for her. Um, but yeah, um, Leon was definitely not Leon. Everybody treated Leon like he was an idiot, and Leon sometimes acted like way too much of an idiot. Like, uh, when Chief Irons, you know, he's leaving, you know, trying to get out of the city, pretty much like, hey, Leon, you're you're in charge now. And Leon's like, what? What's going on? Wait, I don't think that's supposed to be happening, Captain. Captain, uh, what am I supposed to do? You know, it, it was like, you know, and there was this whole thing of him shot-hotting, you know, another cop or something like that in the past, you know. And everybody, like, shits on Leon in this movie. It fucking sucks. You know, it, it felt very much the character of Leon from the games was being very mistreated. You know, this was definitely not Leon from the games. Not even close, you know. I wasn't expecting, you know, RE4 Leon, but not even RE2 Leon was this naive, idiotic, you know, and shit like that. Just he was acted way too, too much like an idiot, you know, and there's a line in the movie where Chris is like, hey, Leon, I didn't expect you to be here. And Leon says something, you know, it's like, yeah, neither did I. And it's just like, yeah, it makes it feel like you shouldn't have been in the movie at all, especially the way, you know, it was handled. Um, and then Wesker, um, look, I, you know, here's a confession of mine. I have not beaten Resident Evil 1 or any games where, are any of, any of the Resident Evil games that have Wesker as, you know, the main antagonist. I have been RE2 Remake, RE3 Remake. I've played a lot of RE4, but 
never finished it. I've beaten RE7, RE Village. Yeah, you know, that, that's, you know, sums it up right there, pretty much. You know, and I, I love those, you know, the Resident Evil games. I'm looking forward to playing the rest. But my point's still saying, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, even though I haven't really, you know, seen Wesker's story for myself, I've seen, you know, snippets and, you know, clips, and I, I know he has a reputation, and... Wesker is supposed to be kind of this very badass, intimidating, you know, villain who doesn't care about others. Here, though, he's, he doesn't. He very much cares about others. You know, he, he didn't have this intimidating, yeah, I'm a badass look. And yeah, you like that. It was not Wesker. <laughs> he didn't act like Wesker whatsoever. And. Yeah, so, and this movie failed, you know, by trying to adapt both Resident Evil 1 and 2 at the same time, which was, that was already doomed to fail. Like, right from the get-go, you were never going to properly adapt Resident Evil by trying to smush in, you know, two games, like, stories into one movie. It doesn't work out, you know, so you get just... These very, you know, cut off like pieces and bits of the games, you know, into this, you know, movie just poorly placed together. And that leads me to my next dislike, which is uh, it was too cluttered and unfocused because it was trying to switch between the plots of Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2. It, you know... It couldn't maintain a focus of trying to make a good movie or at least an entertaining movie because it was too focused on searching between game one and game two of which story we're talking about. And weird thing enough, though, at the beginning of this movie, it didn't really had this problem because it was telling some like, you know, new events, you know, like new stories like uh, Chris and Claire's, you know, time at the orphanage. You know, Chris and Claire, you know, reuniting at Chris's house, you know, stuff like that. You know, they weren't always, you know, great. You know, it still had the same issue of the quality, you know, the writing. But I was more invested at, you know, the first half when they were telling new stuff that I was like, huh, this is not like the games. I'm interested. You know, it's. I think that should have been the direction where they could have gone with, you know, to do something different in the games, you know, and focus on, say, Claire and Chris's, you know, relationship. But that's not what happens because of how Resident Evil 1 and 2 work. Chris is in Resident Evil 1 and Claire is in Resident Evil 2. So in the movie, the RE1 plot has Chris in it. You know, an RE2 plot has Claire in it. They are separated from each other for most of the movie. Uh, so, we don't get that focus on the relationship that really felt like that should have been the focus of the movie. And then, finally, it just... If, 
by the end it felt very unsatisfied. Oh, um, like a lot of the plots, like the girl, you know, at the orphanage, you know, she comes in later, you know, and saves, you know, Leon and Claire from the liquor. But what happens is, you know, she just helps them, you know, get to where they need to go. But we don't really get to find out much about her, her origins. There was an entry. Like, we know that from being told by Claire that the orphanage, they were experimenting on kids and all that stuff, you know, but they don't really go much into it. And we don't really find anything new about this woman who's been living at the orphanage for all these years, you know, and who Claire interacted with when she was a child. You know, it's just... That, that felt unresolved. Um, William Birkin was pretty much missing throughout most of the movie. And he was, you know, set up as the antagonist. And that's that's a problem. When you set someone up as the antagonist at the beginning of the movie. End up him being missing throughout most of the movie. Only for him to show up, you know, kind of. And that end part to set up his, you know appearance as G, you know. And even then, when he's, like, in his, you know, not final form from the game, but when he's, like, more monster than human, it's not Claire, it's not Chris, who are the ones to make the final blow with the rocket launcher, you know. Which, by the way, it should have been either Chris or Claire, because they've both had, you know, attachment to William Birkin. No, it's Leon. Leon's the one to take out, you know, this, you know, William Birkin, a character he has never interacted with before. It's so unsatisfying, you know, unsatisfying. And also they have, you know, Claire, you know, the gang saving William's daughter, but that happens at the end. So in Resident Evil 2, you know, you get this, you know, Claire, res- you know, interacting with William Burkett's daughter and saving her. And they have, you know, this story, you know, in the game, they have this, you know, entire story where they're trying to discover, you know, things about the origin, about Project G, you know, and all that stuff. There's, you know, a mystery, you know, that, you know, you get some sisterly, you know, relationship sisterly relationship form between the two of them that doesn't happen here because it happens too late in the movie and she's just like oh yep we're saving the kid yep this is homage to remember this happened in the game yeah we're doing it here right now um so she's with us Woo, we saved her but she doesn't the daughter doesn't feel like a character in the movie and yeah it's just so unsatisfactory and the mid-credits it was really lame and definitely sequel sequel nostalgia based so the thing about Wesker in this movie he did for pretty much the entire movie he wasn't wearing his sunglasses you know which I mean that's a fine if you don't want to do it but don't make it so oh we need to give him a reason for a, he has to wear sunglasses which for the record Nobody has to have a reason to wear sunglasses. Like, 
Um, I, by the way, I'm recording this before I record any of the Sonic, you know, movie stuff. You know, so like this is the first movie I'm recording for video game month. I'm just getting the worst out of the way. Um, but yeah, um, I guess, you know, with like Sonic 1, you got, you know, Robotnik played by Jim Carrey. And they do that, you know, sequel baity thing with him looking like Eggman at the, you know, mid credit scene with the bald head, the mustache, and, you know, the glass, you know, and the goggles. You know, but that's, well, that's still kind of like lame as sequel baity. At the same time, it's not really the same because you really liked Jim Carrey's performance as Robotnik in the rest of the movie. You know, you've got a sense that, yeah, this is the wacky genius trying to take down the blue hedgehog. You know, you got that sense from Jim Carrey's performance as Robotnik. Here, though, you don't get that this guy is Wesker. So when they do the whole glasses thing, you know, at the mid credit scene, it's a fail. It is a complete fail. And it just, it's not the same. And then it's like, oh, he gets saved by Ada Wong, which, by the way, she's a major character in Resident Evil 2. She's part of Leon's story. And, yeah, it was lame. Like, just complete sequel baity. And let's just go with my overall thoughts, because I'm really tired of talking about this movie. I, I simply don't care about, you know. Um, so, yeah, overall... While on the surface it seemed like it was going to be a more faithful, you know, adaptation to the source material, that sadly wasn't the case. The movie tried to smush RE1 and 2 together, and the result was something more sloppy than a Jill sandwich, and ultimately leaves a bad taste in your mouth. However, the worst crime of this movie was that it was boring. It's not made for fans of Resident Evil or for anyone new to the Resident Evil series. Just play the games instead. And yeah. That's it for this. Um, episode. I, I don't know where I'm going to be placing this episode. So I'm not going to talk about. What I'm going to be doing next. Um, for next week's episode. So. Other than that though. Thank you for listening. I am sorry I was very uninterested in this movie. It's just... I, I wish it was more offensively bad. Where I could just rant about it. But it, overall, it was boring. Nothing's fun about a boring movie. You know? And that that really is a shame. But yeah, anyway. Social media links down below. Follow me there. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe, like, dislike, comment. You know, I, I could really use some more subscribers and views, you know, help me out there. Um, and yeah, this podcast is also available on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Podbean.com, and Podcast Addict. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have an excellent day. Uh, at least a more entertaining day than this movie was for me. <laughs> anyway, take care.